Well, if someone had told us a year ago what 2020 was going to be like, we probably wouldn't have believed it, would we? We're still in the midst of a, a time with many changes and all kinds of uncertainties. Uh, we're still asking all kinds of questions, aren't we? Um, how long is it going to be like this for? Uh, when might we be able to meet together normally again? And all kinds of things like that. And that's why we thought that over the next couple of weeks, it would be good for us to, to pause and take stock a little bit as a church to reflect on what God might be saying to us and on how the calling that he gives us remains the same, even in a time of great uncertainty and change. And so this week we've got that reading from the early part of the book of Acts, a time when the church was growing very fast, when the apostles were preaching boldly just shortly after Jesus' death and resurrection, and when thousands of people were coming to faith. Uh, there was no room in their pews for social distance exist does not mean that the church is not alive and kicking. does not mean that Jesus is not at work. In the book of Acts, uh, though after those early days, things took a turn for the worse. Uh, if you read uh, chapters 6 and 7, there is Stephen, a man full of the Holy Spirit, and he is arrested. He preaches the good news boldly, uh, but by the time he has finished, they, they lead him out and they stone him to death with this man called Saul watching on approvingly. And we're told in Acts chapter 8 verse 1 that from that day a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and that all except the apostles were scattered all over Judea and Samaria. And then a couple of verses later we see Saul going from house to house and dragging people off in his attempts to destroy the church of Jesus Christ altogether. Uh, he was a powerful man, and he was out to destroy the church. But there is a great flaw in Saul's plan. One of the many new things that we've learned about over the last few months has been the R number, hasn't it? Uh, which is basically a measure of how fast spreading through a population. Um, if the R number is 1, it means that on average, for every one person who has the virus, they will pass it on to one other person. If the R number is one, the virus isn't growing or spreading further. It's just maintaining its level in the population. Um, if the number is higher than one, uh, then that means that for every one person with the virus, they're spreading it to more people. So if the R number is two, then one person spreads it to two, and two people spread it to four, and four people spread it to eight. And uh, it's easy to see how very quickly the virus can spread around the world, especially given that in the UK it was reckoned to be around three back in March when we first closed the church. On the other hand, if the R number is less than one, then the virus is under control and it's gradually shrinking. So if it's 0.7, uh, if 100 people have it, then they will pass it on to 70, uh, and then I think it's 49 and 34, and things begin to look better. So... Uh, all of these things that we've been told to do in recent months, uh, wear face masks, uh, limit our travel, don't go to shops, uh, and all the rest of it have been about trying to keep the R number as low as possible. And at the moment in the UK, I gather it's reckoned to be round about one. Well, in the church, we've got a D number, haven't we? Uh, D stands for disciples. And the D number is the number of disciples, uh, number of people who come to Christ through each disciple of Jesus. In Acts, the church was spreading fast, uh, not because people were spreading a disease from one person to another, but because they were spreading the good news like a, an infection, like a pandemic 
of joy as people were coming to faith, as more and more disciples shared their faith with those around them. In the book of Acts, the D number was high. And here's the flaw in Saul's plan. Um, After Stephen is killed, uh, he leads this great persecution of the church, and we read that the Christians were scattered all over the country to the four winds. And so instead of containing the church, instead of containing the good news in one place, what Saul did, in fact, sent it right around the country so that people could hear it wherever they were. Because if you look at verse 4, and remember, these are people who have had to flee from arrest or maybe even worse. Look at what they do. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. So no wonder the devalue is high. Uh, The good news is becoming this epidemic of faith in Jesus that just keeps on spreading. So we need to ask, what is the devalue of the church today? What is the devalue of the church here in Thurnby? We want a low R value to stop the spread of coronavirus. But do we sometimes think about the church in a way which also suppresses the devalue and makes it harder for people to come to faith in Jesus? So I've just got three questions to leave with you this morning. Uh, Three things for us to think about as a church. Um, They're not my questions. They're not original. Uh, In fact, I've borrowed them from a friend of mine who is a minister elsewhere in the country. But I think they are really good questions for all churches to be asking themselves at a time like this one. So question number one is this. Are we a quarantined church? Are we a quarantined church uh, in danger of hiding away in our building when Jesus' command was to go and make disciples of all nations? Uh, All too often in the church, if we're not careful, we can end up socially distanced from our own community. So people can't hear the good news at all. We can very easily confuse being the church with going to church, going to a building which we call the church. And it can be a small step then to start to think about church in consumer terms, asking questions like, what do I get out of it when I go to church? Uh, Maybe we start to put the church into a compartment within our lives. You know, we, we go to work, we go to the shops, we go to the cinema, We go to school, we go to church. And maybe we don't even behave in the same way in all of those different places. If this building is the place where we need to come to speak about Jesus, to speak about our faith, then we've quarantined the good news behind these four walls. It can only be heard if you come here and we end up distanced from anyone who might be out there. Now, there are many bad things about the last few months, as we all know well. One of them is that we haven't been able to meet together for worship. I am really feeling that now. And I think it's important we keep on taking steps to get back together. But I think at the same time, the last few months have also taught us something really important. Uh, We may not have been able to meet here on Sunday, but we have not stopped being the church. And I know that in many cases, the challenges of lockdown have caused us to have more contact with neighbours to get to know our communities better than we did before. And that is a good thing, because we are meant to be out there. We want to quarantine the virus. We mustn't quarantine the church. Question two is this. Are we a masked church? 
do we keep quiet about Jesus? I don't know where you stand on face masks. There's a whole debate, isn't there, about exactly how effective they are. Um, and of course, the reason why we wear face masks, again, is to prevent the virus being spread, to bring down the R number. Uh, we need to say that, that while our faces may need to be masked in certain situations, the church should not be masked. Look again at verse 4 of Acts chapter 8. It's such a striking verse, isn't it? Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Their circumstances were certainly not what they wanted. They'd had to flee their homes in many cases. But wherever they found themselves, they got on with sharing the good news. The times were hard, but what Saul and his colleagues did to hurt the church actually led directly to the spread of the gospel. Now, we are not persecuted. Um, certainly not like that, are we? Um, but I do want to say that uh, while 2020 has not been great, and uh, for some in the church family, it's been worse than that. It's been a pretty rubbish year, I know, uh, for some who are listening to this now. Uh, at the same time, it's good to be praying that we would be like those believers in Acts chapter 8. Um, they didn't want their circumstances either. But they loved Jesus so much that wherever they found themselves, uh, they couldn't help just talking to others about him. No masks for the good news. So our planting plans may have been delayed. Uh, that's fine. Our plans for the hub community cafe may not have been quite how we wanted them to be. That's okay. But let's not lose the impetus to speak about Jesus. And let's make the most of the opportunity of starting Alpha Online, which we're going to be doing in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we may need a mask to go to Tesco's, but let's not mask the church. And then finally, question number three is, are we a sanitized church? Uh, or are we ready to get stuck in where life is messy and where help is needed? At the very end of our reading, we read about Philip. Um, he's one of those believers who's been scattered. And we might think that the most natural thing for him to do in those circumstances would be just to lay low for a bit, go and hide, keep out of trouble. But not Philip. He ends up in this city in Samaria, we read there, and he starts telling people about Jesus again. And it's not just what he says, it's what he does. Healing people, praying for those in need, finding those who are hurting and getting stuck in. He gets his hands dirty. And the result, verse 8, is that there was great joy in that city. We can't go anywhere without hand sanitizer, it seems, these days, can we? Uh, our building needs to be kept sanitized. Um, that is fine. But the church mustn't be sanitized. We're supposed to be in messy places, uh, in the midst of lives, seeking to show the love of Jesus, bringing help to those who find themselves in need. And again, we're surrounded by huge needs, aren't we? There are huge opportunities. And I, again, I've been so encouraged each time I've, I've heard stories of members of the church family reaching out to their neighbors and seeking to show them the love of the Lord. We're going to start a service in church uh, next Sunday evening. Uh, you'll hear a bit more about that a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to start small. That's quite a good thing. And we'll look to see where we can go from there.
But however long it takes before we can all meet here in St. Luke's together again, let's hold on to these questions. Let's hold on to the things we've been learning over these past weeks and months. Let's remember that the church is not the building. We are open for business. The Spirit is with us, and Jesus has given us a calling. So let us never be a church that is sanitized, never be a church which is masked, never be a church which puts itself in quarantine. And so let's sing once again now a song which reminds us of our God who cannot be stopped, whose work goes on.